time for this week's Letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Alice Mack uh, from the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Sean, Christmas is coming. You are now already 18 and soon you will graduate from high school. Hong Kong, the place where your father and I were born, is still a thriving city. But we are seeing a looming threat which may threaten the image of this great city. Telephone and loan scams have escalated so much recently in Hong Kong. The so-called financial consultants, together with loan sharks who operate illegally, are having a few days in the society we're living in today. These criminals pretend to be bank representatives to, in order to gain trust from their victims and sweet-talk the loan-riddled victims to borrow from them at a high interest, when they would then collect a hefty consultant fees. In the past year alone, I have received 161 complaints about such long scams, which amounted to a staggering 171 million Hong Kong dollars, in which 48 million were attributed to these so-called consultant fees. In the most outrageous case that I handled, a victim borrowed a loan of $3 million where he was charged a consultant fee of $2 million all the while without receiving any actual money. There are so many loopholes in our current regulations which allow these shabby business to flourish. The regulations only put checks on the money lenders, but not these financial consultants. Despite the escalating situation, the government still has not taken any measures. A comprehensive review of the money lenders' ordinance is long overdue. By expanding the scope of the ordinance, and taking measures such as requiring a grace period for loans, we can put an end to these scams. To hear the victims' accounts saddens me. One victim who strikes me in particular was a 74-year-old lady co-owning a property with her husband. She had a debt of several hundred thousand Hong Kong dollars, and she needed a loan of a hundred thousand to cope with a family emergency. In April, she received a call from someone who seemed to know much about her personal information and credit history. This representative assured her that she would qualify for a low-interest loan, despite her advanced age and her perceived low repayment ability. The victim took a loan of $1.6 million in desperation from this loan company under the supervision of the consultant, who then took $720,000 as a consultant fee. She then received a barrage of calls from loan companies who claimed that she had been duped and could help her recollect the money and repay her loan. The victim took the bait of another consultant who charged her another $140,000 consultant fee before sending her to another loan shark. After two encounters, the victim borrowed a total of $3 million and was charged a combined consultant fee of $1.95 million, which amounted to more than 60% of the total loans. In the entire process, she never received any actual money. And she is now debt-ridden. She has to pay $50,000 back every month over 10 years at an interest rate of 18%. In my mind, it is clear that the victim was targeted by these criminals who for sure that ultimately she will have to sell her property in order to pay out.
She came to me this June, and I referred her case to the police immediately. That reason, she was sad and could not figure out why she was the target. In the hundred or so complaints that I received, ninety percent of them involved the property, and there were many financial consultants, moneylenders, and law firms involved, showing how big the scale of the scams are. To my disgust, the vulnerable elderly were not spared by the scammers. I have seen cases where the victims were well over sixty, and their precious lifelong savings stolen away by these heartless criminals. I have referred all the cases to the police crime unit and the office of the privacy commissioner for personal data, but my heart aches as I could not help but keep thinking on how we could have prevented these crimes from happening. It is obvious that our current regulations cannot bar these illegal consultants from luring their victims into such long scams. The image of Hong Kong's finance market and system is quickly deteriorating due to these scams. I have raised my concern in the Legislative Council, but the government so far has insisted that there is nothing wrong with current regulations, and refused to take a review despite repeated pleas by the FTU. As the current ordinance stands, there are four major loopholes. First, the regulations supervise moneylenders only, but not these financial consultants. Second, the licensing system is too lax and lacks supervision. Third, it lacks an arbitration system and provides no objective refinancing advices to our citizens. And lastly, our personal information is often leaked out. The police has a difficult time collecting evidence in their investigations, and they are often slow to catch up with new tricks turned out by the criminals. This has created a heaven of these blood-sucking financial consultants, who are running free. Our government, in particular the Financial Service and the Treasury Bureau, bears sole responsibility for the tragedies. To stem the spread of these scams, the FTU put forward a strategic proposal to the government, which we listed out measures to address the situation. We recommend the government to review comprehensively the current moneylenders ordinance to expand this scope to consultants and to introduce a grace period for moneylending and consultant services. The government should reform its moneylender license system and strengthen the authority of the company's registry, which will allow them to require licensed applicants to register their capital and to consider the applicants' conduct and operating resources when they issue new licenses. To maintain standard of their employees' conduct, the license holder should be held responsible for any consequences, and all of their staff should be required to register. The government should provide objective refinancing advice to Hong Kong citizens and strengthen its arbitration system. Lastly, the government should review regulations regarding access to the public registry, in particular the land registry and personal credit records kept by banks to prevent information leaks. The FDU will soon submit this proposal to the government. The financial service and the treasury bureau and the police force must act together and expel these illegal financial consultants and moneylenders from the business. Only by them would the integrity of the credit market in Hong Kong be preserved, 
and boreless rice protection. Where there is a will, there is a way. My dear Sean, I believe that by working together, the Hong Kong society can serve justice to its citizens and put an end to these tragedies. Yours, Auntie Alice.